All right, welcome back to the Expert Edge. Today, I'm gonna be sharing with you three tips that will help you to tell more engaging stories. People love stories. And these three tips I'm gonna share with you are, some of them are more advanced, and so hang in there, but I think they're gonna be fresh new content that will help you to tell highly engaging stories that connect with your audience and move them into the next step, whether that be joining your program or taking action or just inspiring them to change their life. So let's get into it. Three tips to tell engaging stories. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So it was lunchtime and I was standing uh, eating a ham sandwich with some lettuce, (laughs) having a conversation with a few people. It was at a lunch break of a workshop that I was attending and we're just having a casual conversation. Uh, I looked to my right and I saw my trainer coming towards me and she walked over to me and, and as she walks, you know, she walks with a lot of certainty, a lot of confidence. She's running the training. She comes over to me. She's got like short brown hair and uh, kind of, you know, at about my shoulder height. And she looks at me and she's like, hey, Colin, uh, how is your coaching business going? How's everything going? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's going amazing. Thank you so much. I'm, you know, really enjoying the process. I, I love that I get to ask questions of people and, you know, ultimately, you know, build a business from from the coaching experience. And and she was like, oh, that's so good. I'm glad you're studying life coaching. It's great to have you at the school. And I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm just really appreciative. And then she says, uh, how much money are you making in your coaching business? Now, at the time, I literally had one client and that client was you know, irregular to say the best, uh, probably doing like one coaching session a month, if that. And so at the time, I was probably making about you know $200 a month, maybe $300 a month in my business. And I said to her, just that, I said, uh, I'm making about $200 a month at the moment in, in my coaching business. She looks at me, like her whole look on her face changes. And she said, you're making what? $200 a month? I was like, yeah. And she looks at me, she says, Colin, you've got great training. You've got great skills. Uh, You know, she's like, you've got, you know, all the resources available to you to make this thing happen. And you're making $200 a month. And I was like, yeah. And then she says, you know what? She said, "You, you want kids, don't you? And I was about 28 at the time and we didn't have kids yet. And I was like, oh yeah, I really do want to have kids. And she says, you know what? You're going to be 30 years old and you'll, you'll have a child probably by then. But to be honest, what, what are they going to have to look up to? Not much. You know what you are? You're a schmuck. You're an absolute schmuck. <laughs> and at this point, honest to God, my... I've got like a bit of ham hanging out of the side of my mouth. The lettuce has hit the floor and my foot and I'm just in absolute shock. And she says, 
Colin, I want you to go out and make $30,000 in the next three months. And here's my, here's my cell number, my mobile number. Call me personally after you've done that. And I like, so you can imagine I'm in absolute shock. I'd gone there for just a nice learning experience and she had schmucked me. She had literally (laughs) slapped me across the face verbally and called me a schmuck. And what happened was from that point, I decided enough was enough. Uh, I had a whole bunch of stories and reasons for why I wasn't growing my business and really, to be honest, wasn't going all out at what I was doing. And so what happened was I made this decision and this beautiful flow on effect, this domino effect started to happen. And in my life, I ended up uh, going out networking, getting some speaking engagements. And literally within three months, I had filled my coaching practice with paying clients. And I remember at the end of those three months sitting down at my desk uh, with my old little laptop computer before we had Macs or anything like that. And I'm doing my numbers on my Excel spreadsheet, looking at my income. And do you know what I realized? I realized that I'd made $30,000 in that three months. And I remember sitting there and having this epiphany, having this moment and feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'd just done it. And I remember sending her a text message and and uh, letting her know and saying, oh my gosh, like I, I literally made $30,000 in the three months. And she said, I, I know you did, Colin. She said, you always had it within you. You were just telling yourself a whole bunch of stories that were stopping you showing up as your true self. And the reason why I'm sharing that story is because I think for all of us, we have stories, we have challenges, we have reasons for why we aren't getting results that we that we want in our life. And yes, there's always going to be circumstances and some seasons are more challenging than others. But ultimately in life, when it comes down to it, a lot of the time you either get reasons or you get results. And at the core of it, it comes to making that courageous decision to show up. Now, let me just press pause. I just told you a story, right? I just told you a true story. It's a true story. It's called my schmuck story. Now, some of you may have heard it before, but I love it. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. My schmuck story is an experience that I had when I was about 28 years old, just starting my coaching business, and my mentor called me out, right? And at the core of it, I love it because it really takes, takes uh, when I tell it, I want you to think about how you were, yes, you were listening to it, but I want you to think about it from the sense of how you were starting to interpret that, especially when I started to share the meaning and some of the challenges and so forth, how you were starting to interpret that for your life and what's going on in your life and what's holding you back. Now, I just shared a story in today's podcast and I want to share with you three tips, three simple tips that can help you to create and tell more engaging stories. Now, before you even think this thought, I want to remind you that you have got so many stories in your life. If you think you don't have stories to tell, I will. I can guarantee you that if I sat down with you, if you went through one of our processes, which by the way, if you haven't got our sell with story guide, it's free. If you just go to sellwithstoryguide.com, even right now as you're listening, download it. Because that takes you through in depth on how to like create and tell signature stories, right? Sell with story guide. But if you have got it, 
then that's awesome. So today's conversation, I want to share with you three tips, three extra tips that I think are going to be really powerful in sharing engaging stories. And people love the topic of stories. You know, everyone loves a great story. And I think that when you're speaking on virtual stages or on live stages as they start to open up again, or even on podcasts when you're interviewed or, or sharing podcasts, your stories are going to be a key element to reinforcing and telling your points because stories are like putting nitros on your point. When you tell a story, a story amplifies the power of that actual point. So you can share a point, but if you share a story and then share the point, it it literally explodes the power of the point. And so that's why learning to tell engaging stories is important. Now, you may even be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not an engaging storyteller. Well, at the end of our conversation today, you're going to have some tips that if you choose to use them, even though they might be new, they might be a little bit uncomfortable, they might be something that you haven't done before, they are going to make you a lot more engaging storytelling. Do you know what that means? That means that people are going to lean in more when you speak. They're going to uh, they're going to find your story more fascinating and relevant for them. And ultimately, it will mean you get more customers because people connect with your story. And so I want to share with you three tips today that are going to help you to tell more engaging stories so that you can, uh, you can create more connection and more clients in your business. Okay, you ready for this? The first tip is this, is you need to engage the senses. What I mean by engaging the senses, if you've done any study of NLP, NLP looks at uh, essentially sensory acuity or the ability to understand how senses in our life, uh, how that, how we use that to take in information and then interpret that information to create meaning. But at the core of it, at the forefront, is just our is just our senses. Now, what are our senses? Our senses are what we see, what we what we hear, what we taste, what we smell, what we touch, right? Uh, So it's visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. Now, when you're telling stories, using smell uh, may not be, you know, the the first thing you go to. Uh, Using taste may not be the first thing you go to. But the first three, which is visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, are muscles or modes that I would encourage you to start to consciously engage and use. Now, if you think about the story that I just shared with you, I started off in a moment. It was a pretty simple moment. I was standing there with my ham sandwich, looking around, chatting with a conversation. My mentor came up. I described what she looked like, how tall she was. I described how I felt, how she was walking, etc. I described the conversation that was going on in my own head. And essentially, what I was doing was I was describing visual things that I saw, auditory things that I heard or what she was saying to me and what I was telling myself, and then kinesthetic things of how I felt during the conversation. Does that make sense? And so they call this representation systems. And representation systems is essentially how you represent the world. And so if you want to tell just a more engaging story, take some time to describe visually, auditory, kinesthetic, what you're experiencing in that moment. For example, I could say, I went to the beach the other day and it was a great day. And I was, uh, you know, I went for a walk. I could say that and that's not very engaging. 
But I could say something like this. Uh, as I stepped onto the hot sand, I could feel the warmth underneath my feet. And as I looked out over the ocean, these beautiful waves were crashing in and I could hear the seagulls around laughing and, and playing. But to be honest, I didn't feel that great. Everything looked beautiful on the outside in my environment, but deep down inside, I was having some challenges. And it was at that moment that, now let me just pause. Can you see how if I describe that, all of a sudden you're in the moment, right? And I described what I was seeing, what I was hearing, what I was feeling. And as I did that, you, you went into the story. And so when you're telling stories, don't just say, I was at this place and it was awesome, right? Describe the specific moment of what you saw, what you heard, what you were feeling, what you were telling yourself, what, what was around you, what the environment looked like. Now, you don't have to spend forever going through that, but it's important to touch on a few little bits, a few uh, intricacies of that experience because what that will do is, is create a sensory experience for the listener so that they can engage in the story. So that's the first tip for telling more engaging stories. Engage the senses, and it's mainly visual, auditory, kinesthetic. So that's the first tip, right? You ready for the second tip? Let me take a sip of water. All right, yo. Tip number two. You need to find a point of difficulty. Let me tell you what a crap story is. A crap story is a story where there's no challenge or difficulty. If you think about any of the great movies like Star Wars or, you know, uh, Indiana Jones or, how could Indiana Jones, by the way? What a great old story. Uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, like, you know, any of these old classic or any classic story, it's not a story of, you know, an easy ride. It's a story of challenge, of difficulty, of uh, overcoming adversity. And so a great way to find really good stories in your life is to ask yourself that simple question. When has some of the hardest moments of my life occurred? When have some of the hardest moments, and it doesn't have to be like extreme hard, but it could just be emotionally hard or a moment where you had a revelation that you weren't showing up how you wanted to or whatever is like that. I know one of our students, her name's Megan, and uh, she tells a story about when she was at the park and she was pushing her daughter uh, uh, on the swing and, and there was a, just a stranger pushing their own daughter as well. And they're just having a conversation. They were like two mums having a conversation. And at the time, she was working incredibly hard. She was working uh, like full time as an executive and so forth and, and really just like completely sacrificing all of her own needs and everything in her life for for what she thought she should be doing and how she should be living. And the stranger asked her and said, oh, like, what do you enjoy doing? What do you like do outside of like work and stuff? And she had this moment of, she was like, I don't know. I don't know what I enjoy doing. And she had this revelation, this epiphany at this moment where she was like, I've completely sacrificed my own desires and dreams and wants and lost touch with myself. And it was at that point that she really started to make a shift in her life and create the processes that she that she teaches 
So all that was, was just a moment of time, right? It was a difficult emotional moment of time. And it was a simple moment. She was standing with some, you know, with a stranger at the park, pushing her child on the swings. And so it doesn't have to be like a massively traumatic moment. It could just be a moment where, where you experience some internal dissonance, some internal difficulty, some challenge, some something like that where you realized I wasn't showing up or living how I wanted to live. Now, the reason why you have to start or at least have moments of difficulty in your story is that because stories with difficulty are the ones that connect and resonate with the audience. In fact, connection is created through challenge. And when you understand how challenge has impacted you, like for example, what you were feeling, what you were seeing, what you were telling yourself in that challenging moment, when you do that, your audience is gonna go, oh my gosh, this person has been through similar situations to me or similar feelings. And, and what's fascinating is you don't even necessarily have to share the same same experience. Like maybe it was a unique experience that you had that maybe not everyone in your audience has shared, but this is what they're going to relate to. They will relate to the struggle. They will relate to the the fact that you found it difficult to step up and step into that purpose, that destiny that you felt at that moment. And so so what's really important, and in fact, I was actually doing a coaching session with one of my students the other day, and we were talking about her case studies, because case studies are really important for, for making your presentations irresistible. And, and I said, don't, don't share testimonials, share case stories. And what we realized was that, that she was sharing testimonials, but wasn't sharing the struggle that the student was going through before they saw the result from the process that she teaches them. Is this making sense? And so this, is, by the way, I mean, I'm starting to share some like infusion selling tactics, right? But, but essentially what we're talking about is, is this idea that when you share struggle, difficulty, challenge, like challenging moments, that is what your audience will resonate and connect with. And so I want you to ask yourself, when have been some of the most difficult moments of your life? And what was that like? And what's important is, is that you have, I think it's important that you have resolved those moments. If you want to make it a story that truly inspires people, like for example, imagine you say, you know, oh, I was really in a place of depression and uh, I, it was just a dark moment and I was sitting on my chair just really feeling down and flat. And, and to be honest, like I haven't even really come out of that place. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's not going to really inspire people, right? You have to have resolution in the story. And so, but what I am saying is that many people skip over the difficulty too quickly. And so when you're telling a story, make sure that you share the difficulty because that's the piece, that's the piece that that the audience is going to go, oh, this person really gets me. They understand me. I'm like them. I've had challenges like them. Does that make sense? So you've got to find a point of difficulty. That's the second tip for telling more engaging stories that really captivate your audience. You ready for the third tip? The third tip is this, is you need to make your story, 
meaningful. Now, what I mean by that is, is one of the most important things, and this comes out one of the, the, the structures of story uh, that we teach. We've got a signature story structure, but, but one of the most important parts of this structure is at the end, you actually say, the, the purpose of me sharing that story is, so if we, if we think back to the first story when I shared about my schmuck moment, after I shared the story, I said, the reason why I'm sharing this story is, and then I said the meaning, I said the relevance of that story. Now, if you tell a story really well, what will happen is the audience will be listening to the story and making their own meanings along the way, which is very powerful. And if you study uh, hypnosis or anything like that, Sometimes they actually say, if you're, if you're really getting into hypnotic language and hypnotic methodologies, then they actually say not to share the meaning because as soon as you share a meaning, you're actually framing the meaning for the audience. But I think that if you are speaking on a podcast or on a presentation or doing a more corporate or more um, commercialized conversation, I actually think it's important to share why you shared that story because it's fascinating. It's so funny. Like I watch people and they start studying, you know, hypnosis and NLP and all that sort of stuff, and and they start using the the strategies and and then they start getting very vague, very hypnoticy, hypnoticy. I'm making up words as we go. But what happens is it actually puts off people in a commercial setting. So what's important in a commercial setting or a webinar or some sort of like you know commercial or professional situation is is actually sharing a meaning or why you shared it. Because people will still take the meaning anyway, but really is at the end going, the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is, and so for me with the first story, it was some of you are telling yourself stories in your life and they're actually stopping you stepping into the true destiny that's on your life. And so you either get results or you get reasons. And some of you have been telling yourself reasons for too long and it's time to start getting results. And so that, you know, for me, I was like sharing a really direct direct um, meaning for that. Now, I think that's important to telling an engaging story, especially if you're speaking in a way that you want people to join your programs or you want them to take some sort of next step. So framing the meaning at the end is really important. And that's as simple as as simple as um, asking what that meaning is. Now, what's uh, one distinction is don't share a meaning that is, uh, that is what's the word? Literal. Don't, don't share a literal meaning. You have to share a conceptual meaning. So what, what I, I'll give you an example. So with my schmuck story, I could say, uh, I, you know, the literal meaning could be that you need to go to trainings and have your mentor call you a schmuck so that you step up, <laughs> right? That's like the literal meaning. But the conceptual meaning is this idea that we have stories that we tell ourselves that are stopping us stepping into the next level of our life, right? It's the conceptual meaning. So the literal is literally what happened. So for example, maybe you tell a story about hiking a mountain and you forget something and that has an impact on the rest of the hike and, um, and it stops you getting to the top. And so the literal meaning could be when you're on a hike, Make sure that you have your water bottle and a spare pair of shoes and some and some band-aids, right? <laughs> That's the literal. The conceptual meaning could be that preparation makes the difference between winning and losing, 
right? That's the literal, that's the conceptual meaning. So you want to share conceptual meanings, not literal meanings. And that's why you can share stories that are very specific to your life, your hobbies, your interests, but still make them incredibly relevant for the audience because you share conceptual meaning. Because concepts move a lot of the time across different contexts and situations where literal specifics don't. But the literal specifics are the thing that makes the story engaging. But when you share the meaning, you have to chunk it up, they say chunk it up, to actually share the conceptual meaning. Does that make sense? And so these are three tips. I hope you found this helpful, right? Let me just review them. So the first tip is engage the senses. Engage the senses. So VAK, uh, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. Second tip is find a point of difficulty. You gotta share the challenge. You gotta share the difficulty. And the third point is make it meaningful. Like share the lesson at the end. Those three tips are gonna help you to tell more engaging stories on your webinars, your virtual presentations or live presentations. Now, what I'd love you to do is take a moment right now, just take like 60 seconds, and I'd love you to share what's been most helpful from this session. I read all of the reviews, so give it a review. Uh, if you think it's worth five star, give it a five star review in terms of being helpful and share like just a couple of sentences about what's been most helpful, most relevant, most useful from our conversation today on the podcast. That's the reason why I create it. It goes a long way in helping the podcast grow and getting this message out and helping more people. So I really appreciate you. And if you haven't yet, make sure to go and download the Sell With Story Guide, sellwithstoryguide.com and make sure to go and grab that so that uh, you can start telling even more engaging stories. Hey, I hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much. Share it with a friend if you think it's been great and I appreciate you and I'll see you on the next episode of The Expert Edge. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.